All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, today, we're going to do a bonus episode. Um, I usually record these early, uh, late in the afternoon, but uh, give me some re- reading times in the morning. But today, um, Howard Marks publishes another memo. So um, if you are listening to this podcast for the last few months, you probably know that um, I'm a big fan of Howard Marks and um, who runs a... Uh, a, a, a uh, kind of like a uh, wealth management firm or a hedge fund, if you may, called Oak Tree. Um, so today, I just want to give you guys a brief summary about his latest memo came out yesterday. Um, it's called Thinking About Macro. Uh, of course, macro meaning uh, macroeconomics. So I just want to give you guys a gist of it, right? Um, so... In the beginning of the memo, um, Howard quoted uh, quoted uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, Warren said that, you know, um, for a piece of information to be desirable, it has to satisfy two criteria. It has to be important and it has to be knowable. So in a sense, we are talking about inflation for the time being, right? Like the whole... Um, uh, CPI report, right? Co- uh, co- consumer uh, price index saying that we're experiencing four to five percent uh, inflation since like April, right? That is all fine and dandy, like those are facts. But the thing is, is um, the macro future is not really knowable, right? So in that sense, it's not really valid information. So. If you want to know, hey, right, like how should we adjust our investment portfolio with inflation in mind? The answer is, eh, there's probably not that much concrete um, indicator saying that you should do that, right? And Marx also said that one of the most important requirements for success of investing is actually self-assessment. So. Um, that's why I just kind of like are, are very interested in reading these memos and then kind of like get a sense of what is Howard Marks, the billionaire investor, is thinking about this particular climate for the time being. So what exactly are the macro uh, environment that we're looking at right now, right? What kind of an inflation outlook that we're looking at right now? Um, obviously, right, with the COVID-19, everything shuts down. Uh, people are unemployed uh, in 2020, and then our government injected trillions of dollars trying to you to assimilate the environment, and then, um, it's really done by the feds in a sense, right? Um, it's it's trying to drive a strong price increases for the. Uh, financial market and then you know reopening the capital market as well so all of those signs leads to a period of higher inflation so in that sense right we're looking at currently right there's a chip shortage there's a used car price hike right because there's not enough new car because because um everything was related to chips right we see the home prices go up we see uh, smartphones are in short supply so here's the thing right is that it's it's really unrealistic to expect all parts of the global economy to immediately resume efficient functioning. So so we are we are seeing some high um, inflationary. 
I don't even want to say high, right? I think in my book, high inflationary outcome meaning like maybe like fifteen or or like plus ten percent north north of ten percent in terms of um, inflation. So we're looking at some mo- moderate level of inf- inflation, probably maybe some of it due to the fact that we just got the stimulus last year. Like we need a period of time to adjust to it, hopefully, right? And then really the prices of goods are influenced by economics participants, psyches, and can easily overshoot or undershoot, right? Just like the uh, stock market is. So if the prices aren't just the results of supply and demand today, then it might also be an indicator kind of of what people think prices will be in the future. So that kind of brought us to the Ottoman question, right? Is will today's inflation, right? We're talking about a 4% to 5% be permanent be, or be transitory. Um, Howard argued that there are smart people on both sides, right? And this is something that, again, this memo talks about is nobody really knows about long-term macroeconomics trend. And it's impossible to know, right? So is there a way for us to kind of get a sense of that? Or is there a way for us to get some kind of an idea? I think part of the situation that we can do is to understand exactly, right? What exactly does the market do in this particular case? Does does the market actually know what's going on, right? And I read his uh, uh, 2016's memo um, after this one, kind of talk about the market and how market is not giving us enough uh, input or guidance, right? There's this uh, famous cartoon in there. I think it's it's really funny. Um, It shows that uh, old person was watching a a financial report on the TV and then the... um, text under there saying on wall street today the news of lower interest rates send the stock market up but then the expectation that these rates will be inflationary send the market down until the realization that lower rates might stimulate the sluggish sluggish economy push the market up before it automatically went down on fears of an overheated economy will lead to a a ram a ram position of higher interest rate, so you see, I just find some kind of a facts to support the market behavior, right? Which is a lot of BS, right? Like if you want to be frank, so um, here's the bottom line, right? Um, Howard Marx ar- argues that sometimes the market does, uh, they don't really know what exactly is going on. It's just a reflection of the psychic of every single market participant. So while markets are usually good observers, um, they're usually hyper-tuned to the current development, but it seems to view events through a positive or negative lens. And then they're not really good predictors because you know that they fluctuate, right? So somebody might ask, hey, like does, does the Federal Reserve have something to do with this, right? Like does it, um, kind of have some kind of a role in this? Of course they do, right? And then um, Howard mentioned something I think it's really interesting. He said that the Fed has two primary assignments, right? We have making sure the economy grows to create enough jobs 
and secondly, keeping uh, inflation under control. But in some contexts, this is our those ties are in conflict. So in a sense, a stronger economic growth risk overheating inflation, right? And a higher inflation leads to investor to demand higher interest rate. So they can compensate for a loss of purchasing power, right? So what would be the next move? It seems like from Howard's perspective, the Federal Reserve are very, very... I don't want to say laissez-faire, but they're not worried about inflation that much. Um, I think Jerome Powell, the current Fed chair, saying that, hey, you know, like whenever um, there is a inflation, we have tools to bring it under control, right? So, so it, it, it seems that they're more interested in driving the sluggish re- recovery, make the economic recovery faster than really worry about inflation. So... Because of that, I'm kind of in a camp that this particular inflationary um, environment is transitory, right? It's, it's not going to be permanent. And I am not smart enough to prove it, right? So that's how remarks that he said that in his memo. But um, we are currently in an environment where we are just printing money into the um, economy. Um, it's kind of like, according to Howard, right, like you have a credit card with no credit limit and then you don't have a payback date at all on the credit card, right? That's just insane. Um, so who knows, right? Like we we kind of have been running deficit and, you know, large deficit for the last 20 years and we're just piling on to that. And then it, 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 it it's not something that kind of we believe that it's going to have no bad outcomes but we don't really know right and i think i just want to end on this for this podcast is so far like most of the fed's big movement have been quote-unquote permanent right they have last for decades right the first uh interest uh rate cut was in 2009 and then it remained that way for the last i don't know 10 20 years or so so here is what Howard Marx is trying to say towards the end is um, he, he, he doesn't think that long-term rate growth can be lifted perpetually through monetary and physical policy. So we actually have to drive economic growth ourselves, not just print money to appear to be driving the economic growth. And he wants um, kind of the Fed to intervene less because so like so far... And I, I totally agree with him. The Fed has been uh, intervening, uh, intervening the market, taking it away from the free market model for a long time. And Howard Marx argues that maybe it would be better for us to return to more of a free market perspective, right? Like the, where Adam Smith talked about the invisible hand, right? Like we need to kind of like put our market into the free state instead of intervening um, a lot and then kind of jeopardizes the growth of the economy, right? So, I mean, to the very end of it, right? Like if, if we want to have a healthy allocation of the capital, right? If we want to kind of um, have this particular 
idea of natural growth or of a strong valid growth, then we need to be able to have maybe in terms of interest rate having naturally up, you know, going up and down, up and down, and not to uh, have Fed to intervene whenever intervening is it's essential, right? So by the very end of the day, right, macroeconomics doesn't really predict the future, right? It's not knowable because of there's there, there's so many factors. So I mean, is it like are we in a bubble? Nah, maybe, right? But the thing is 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 we cannot really predict inflation at all, but should we do anything to um change the, the um, allocation of our portfolio or in a sense to make some different moves and bets uh howard marx says no right like we need to acknowledge that so far we're in a quote-unquote higher inflation environment but it's not knowable enough or it's not sig uh, significant enough to change allocation due to the macroeconomics expectation because it may be accurate or it may not be accurate so um that was a brief summary of the 16 page memo I guess the gist of it is we'll see, right? I think that's the outcome of most of the memos that I read by Howard Marks is like it's 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 irresponsible to give you a yes or no answer and I think it's a little childish to give you a yes or no answer. When we're talking about macroeconomics that nobody really knows, then we can just acknowledge the higher inflation rate, kinda of watch what Fed does. I do believe that inflation is not going to be the and all be all for driving up the market or driving down the market. I think it should be interest rate. And I think Howard makes a great point there is that if we let the market just behave and then let it to drive the demands and uh, supply naturally, we probably have a clearer sense in terms of what is going to happen because right now everything is quote unquote artificially driven or artificially man manipulated for the, um, for the um, market conditions. Let's put it that way. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, share with your friends uh, and then uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about books again. All righty. Thank you.